Five examples of why the Zelensky speech was great. Here's what makes a great speech. One, clearly define your message. Two, speak directly to your audience. Three, connect with your audience. Four, give examples that drive home your message. Five, tell a story. Don't lecture. Tell a story. And if possible, use a video to tell that story. Yeah, I like that last part. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is one-on-one -on -one. communications. It's everything, everything in life, especially now with all the disinformation. Who do you trust? I have the answer. Trust yourself. Think, think. And count on the power of video. One sure way to verify these days is to watch the video. Not video of talking heads. Blah, blah, blah. But watch the pictures. Watch the events. Pictures and video do not lie. Oh yeah, okay, sure. You can Photoshop, you can edit. But it's almost impossible to change all the videos of the thousands being killed in Ukraine or all of the lies that spew out of right-wing Republicans' mouths. This is one-on-one. -on -one. Today, Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine, delivered a speech to the United States Congress, and he pretty much nailed it. Here's how. Point one, the message. His message was clear and succinct. Ukraine needs help. Help us, he said. And then he tells us how and why. World peace is at stake. Help Ukraine fight the war that Russia is waging against a peaceful country. Don't let it spread. Point two, who is your audience? Talk to your audience. In this case, it was the United States. And here's how Ukraine's president connected with us. He talked about our darkest moments. Point three, the connection. He mentioned Mount Rushmore to begin with. Of course, Mount Rushmore. Some of our great presidents carved in stone on a mountainside. An American monument that stands for freedom and democracy. Next, he talked about Pearl Harbor, the day that lives in infamy, a dark day that convinced Americans to enter World War II. He moved on to 9-11. He said it was a day that evil tried to turn our streets into battlefields. And he said his country is now experiencing the same evil we felt on September 11th. Zelensky connected with his audience. He did with me. Point four, 
give examples that drive home your message. And he did exactly that. In talking about attacks on America, Zelensky gave us examples of what his country is going through right now. He described the terror his country has been enduring for the last eight years. He named all the cities that have been attacked in the last three weeks. And he described how Russia has launched 1,000 missiles. And this is terror that has not been seen since World War II. He called us his friends. He called us Americans. He quoted the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. He made it clear that Ukraine wants what America has, democracy, peace. It's what his people want. And he said, Russia has attacked not just our city and us, it is attacking our freedom and our values and taking away our future. After he named all the cities that Russia has been bombing, he asked again for the establishment of a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Now, he knows that he's not going to get this from the world's great superpower because, according to the Biden administration, that would surely push madman Putin to attack the United States and launch World War III and possibly a nuclear war. So Zelensky gave us an alternative to the no-fly zone. He asked for military hardware so that Ukrainians can continue to defend themselves against the second greatest superpower in the world, Russia. And when I say superpower, I'm talking about nuclear weapons, talking about the end of our earth. He said a number of times, ladies and gentlemen, friends, Americans, he said he's grateful for the sanctions that we've imposed but he calls on us, all of us, to do more. He wants a new package of sanctions. And he called on all American companies to pull out of Russia. Point five, he didn't lecture. You know, throughout it all, he was telling us a story. And then he used video. He showed us a video. That video depicted the beauty of Ukraine and the horrors of war, the killing and the deaths. I downloaded a copy of his speech from his website, the website of the Ukrainian president. And I will post the speech, a transcript of his speech, uh, the clip of the video he showed, and the end clip where he talks in English. I've actually put together a video where I combine his final speech, the end of his speech, over video of the clip that he used, but I've muted the music. Instead of the music, you will hear President Zelensky's words. I'll play now that, that clip. And in the end, to sum it up, today it's not enough to be the leader of the nation. Today it takes to be the leader of the world, being... The leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Peace in your country doesn't depend anymore only on you and your people. It depends on those next to you, on those who are strong. 
Strong doesn't mean weak. Strong is brave and ready to fight for the life of his citizens and citizens of the world. For human rights, for freedom, for the right to live decently and to die when your time comes. And not when it's wanted by someone else, by your neighbor. Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. That's why today the American people are helping not just Ukraine, but Europe and the world to keep the planet alive, to keep justice in history. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the hearts of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the death. And this is my main mission as the leader of my people, great Ukrainians. And as the leader of my niche, I am addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine. So he said there, he's 45 years old. And he said his age stopped when the heart of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the deaths. And now, according to the United Nations, about 52 children have been confirmed dead as of March 15th. But you know what? I'm sure that total is higher. And... Um, Ukraine is saying that 103 children have been killed. But wow, even saying that, oh, the UN says 52, the Ukraine says 100, 103. You, you just have to stop and think. Dead children. Yeah, you know, I know I've read comments that um, the United States should concentrate on helping children in, in our country, um, that we have homeless here, that we have problems here. Let's take care of our country. I agree with that. But I find it insane that we're talking about dead children and that we're not doing something about it. Now, the United States is doing something, and I'm going to outline in my post that's going to be connected to this podcast, what the United States is doing as far as money and weapons that we are supplying to Ukraine. So we are taking action. President Biden is taking action. No, President Biden is a statesman. It's ironic that I think that he is the perfect 
man to be in our presidency right now. And I know right-wingers slam him. They call him names. It's atrocious. It's, it's awful. It shows their stupidity because uh, this man, President Joe Biden, is doing a great job at managing this crisis and supplying that the help Ukraine needs. Do you think Ukraine could stop Russia? Could it keep Russia where it currently is without the support of the United States? No. The Congress and other presidents earmarked funds for Ukraine. That's how Ukraine has kept strong during these terrible times where we talk about the number of children dead. Right now, I've been listening to experts talk about the face-off that is coming between the United States and Russia, and experts say that face-off is inevitable. I don't even want to think about that. After Russia used Trump as a puppet, after Russia meddled in our democratic elections, I'm sure Russia is doing everything right now to undermine our democracy and to continue to fracture citizens of this country. Because there exists a possibility, a possibility, a clear possibility for a civil war in the United States. So now, more than ever, we need to communicate with each other. We need to talk about these important issues. We need to talk to each other. We need to not listen to talking heads. Try to overcome the stupidity that exists that comes out of some people's mouths. Take some lessons from the president of Ukraine. He's a great communicator. I'm Gloria Moraga, one-on-one. Let's talk to each other. Be safe. Please subscribe. Take a look at my website. I'm going to have links there. I'm going to post them as soon as I can. Thank you.